life is 10% to what happens to you. Life is 10% what happens to you. And 90% how you respond to it. Life is 10% to what happens to you and 90% how you respond to it. So you see the greater responsibility is on you, what you do. Amen? Glory to God. Hey, she passed. Well, I'll put it in later. Okay. Father, we're praising you. We just give you thanks, Lord, that we have an opportunity, Father God, to look into your word. And we're asking, Father God, that our eyes of understanding be open, Father God, to the wonderful principles that you've given us through your word. We thank you, Lord, that we are blessed by it, Father God. And Father God, it will burn within us, Father God, to do that which you've called us to do. In Jesus' name, amen. The year 2020 is fast approaching, just two days away. Think about that. 2020 is going to be an exciting year, filled with great anticipation and opportunities for each and every child of God who is prepared to receive it. Receive that covenant blessing. It's a year of destiny, 2020. Understanding and preparing for 2020 will be of utmost importance in establishing your priorities. We need to catch the 2020 vision. Are you listening? Are you hearing? Amen. Take hold of these words. Write them down so you can run with the vision that God's going to give you. Amen. Okay. So what's the significance of the number 20? 20 symbolizes the cycle of completeness. It is connected to a perfect period of waiting of great expectations. Hmm. Being free, being rewarded generously and fully by God. Wow, you want 20 in your, your life. 20 also symbolizes a positive and optimistic attitude. So some of us are going to change this year, just coming here, amen, <laughs> glory to God. 20 can also symbolize redemption. Hmm. Glory to God. Looking at the year 2020, we can say that it is a double compound of 20. Or double blessings coming into our lives if we are prepared and ready to receive from it. So we need to be ready for time is about here upon us. Okay. 2020 also speaks of good physical eyesight. Glory to God. Amen. 2020 eyesight. 2020 will be a spiritual year where we too will see more clearly into the spiritual realm like never before. Think about that. You're going to be moving out in 2020. 
as we yield to the things of God, it will enhance and develop our spiritual abilities for our daily lives. Wow, what 2020. On the other hand, 20, two 20s equal what? 40. Number 40 is often used to symbolize, listen to this, symbolize when one generation is changed by another. So you can change another generation. You can change people in 2020. Expect great exchanges to t take place. Enlarge dominion. Renewed strength. Extended rule. That's 40. This also becomes a possibility in your life that you'll reach others as you present them to the Lord. Amen. Think about that. You're going to check. For, for your generation, you're going to change people's lives in 2020. You better start making a list of who's naughty or nice and find out who's naughty and change them to nice. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. There were 40 different individuals used by God to write the Bible. Wow. Look at all the lives they touched because they were obedient. Look at the lives you'll touch because you're going to use the 40 of 2020. Just how should we approach the new year 2020? First of all, we need to be spiritually awakened to flow in the things of God that he has prepared for us. Amen? So, I have a couple of scriptures that you need to stand on in 2020. Turn with me to the book of Isaiah. Now, I think you need to write these down. Put them on the front of your Bible, on the mirror in your bathroom, on the refrigerator door. So every time you see it for, for this whole coming year, this is going to be your scriptures to stand on. Oh, wow. Okay, are you ready? We said... Isaiah chapter, to start off with, Isaiah chapter 43. Isaiah 43, verse 19. Behold, I will do a new thing. Oh, glory to God. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make my way in the wilderness and the rivers in the, in the desert. Something is going to be blossoming here. Glory to God. Let me read that from the Amplified. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it and know it? And will you not give heed to it? I will make a way in the wilderness and the rivers in the desert. That's one thing you've got to write down. And if you put it on, a, uh, write it on, your, bi on your Bible, you should, should read your Bible daily. So there, it'll be right there daily that you begin to read these scriptures daily, and it'll become a part of you, all right? The second scripture you want to look up is right around the corner. Let's go to Psalm, uh, Isaiah chapter 54 this time. Oh, boy. Psalm, Isaiah, okay, good. 54. Beginning verse 2. That's Isaiah 54, verse 2. Enlarge the place of thy tent. 
Ooh, glory to God. He's seeing something for you. And let them stretch forth thy curtains of thine inhabitations. Spare not. Lengthen the cords and strengthen thy states. Verse 3. For thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left, and thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles and make the desolate cities an inhabitation. Let's read from the Amplified. Enlarge the place of your tent, and let the curtains of your inhabitation be stretched out. Spare not, strengthen your cords, be strengthen your strength, uh, stakes, for you will spread abroad to the right hand and to the left, and your offspring shall possess the nations and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. Wow! There's great things for you to take that's going to take place. Okay, well, and uh, for those that uh, didn't quite get here at the very beginning, we, had, we, we sang a song that comes out of the book of Second Chronicles. I mean, First Chronicles, pardon me. First Chronicles. I know it's in this Bible someplace. There it is. First Chronicles, chapter 4. We sang this song. You'll, you'll know what it is in a moment. First Chronicles chapter 4, beginning with verse 9. And Jabez is more honorable than his brethren, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bear him with sorrow. Verse 10 is what we want to look at. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou wouldst bless me indeed, enlarge my coast, and, and that thy hand might be with me, and that thou shouldst keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. And God granted him that which he requested. There's three scriptures that you need to stand upon this coming year. Those are your scriptures. And you will, as you look, read your Bible daily, and as you, you see these daily and, and speak these daily, you can say, God, I'm expecting these things to come to pass. Yes. These are my scriptures for this year of 2020. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now, the only way I can see that we can awaken and strengthen our spiritual man is through prayer and fasting. Oh, boy. What is necessary, or what's the necessary uh, necessity of, of fasting? Fasting and prayer is a special time in which we deny ourselves and invite the power of God into our hearts, yielding our will to His will. Let me write that, say that again. Fasting and prayer is a special time during which we deny ourselves and invite the power of God into our hearts, yielding our will to the will of God. So get ready for the fast. That's what you're going to be doing. God is always, always waiting for our surrendered invitation. This is an important principle that we must understand when we begin to fast and pray. We have to be surrendered to his principle. It's an invitation to God to work with us. Fasting subdues the flesh, holds back the physical realm, allows our spirit to take in and receive from God more readily. There are great covenant blessings that come through fasting and prayer. Glory to God. Fasting is for the individual as well as united group fasting. God commanded a day in which all Israel would seek forgiveness. 
through fasting. Let's go to look at it. Let's go to the book of Leviticus. Leviticus chapter 16. Leviticus chapter 16. Okay, Leviticus 16, and you will want right from verse 19 through 34. But it talks about um, fasting. It tells about first what 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 the scriptures talking about the, the uh, uh, day of atonement, Yom Kippur. It's a day that it's a day that they fasted. That, uh, that we ju they just had it uh, in October. Yom Kippur, day of their fasting. That was the beginning of their new year. They fasted that day, and they prayed, and they repented because they wanted their new year to be blessed. So they fasted. That's one thing. Let's now turn to the book of uh, Psalms 35. Psalms 35. In Psalms 35. Uh, believe me, you'll read all those, those ones that we didn't look at. Psalms 35, looking at verse 13. Psalms 35, 13. But as for me, when they were sick, my clothing was sackcloth, and I humbled my soul with fasting, and my prayer turned into my own bosom. Verse 13 from the Amplified. But as for me, when... when they were sick. My clothing was sackcloth. I afflicted myself with fasting, and I prayed with head bowed on my breast. Uh, if you want to read, read the context of that, read, ver, uh, re, beginning verse 11 down through to the end. And I think uh, this applies really a lot to um, our president, all these things that are taking place against him. Um, this is one of, the, one of the reasons we'll be fasting for our president, that uh, those words and, uh, will not be used against him. They'll not be able to uh, come forth. Okay. Uh, let's now return to the book of Isaiah chapter, this time, 58. Isaiah chapter 58. Isaiah chapter 58, and we want to begin in verse 5. Isaiah 58, 5. Is this such a fast that I have chosen, a day for a man to afflict his soul? That affliction is that, that uh, fasting. Is to bow down thy head in, as a bulrush and spread sackcloth and ashes under, under him? Wilt thou call this fast, this a fast, an acceptable day of the Lord? Is this not a fast, verse 6, is this not a fast that I have chosen to loosen the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free, and ye shall break every yoke? Glory to God. That's what that fast is for. To set people free from any bondage. Amen. Glory to God. Think of what's going to take place when you begin to fast. Glory to God. Those are the reasons for fasting, to set people free. Break, break bondages, you know. Uh, the people of uh, Israel fasted and prayed during times of misfortune and misery and their personal lives and endured 
a time of, and in, in, in during times of uh, national uh, calamity, uh, you remember the book of Ezra, not Ezra, Esther? She, she was, uh, she found out her, the Jews were, her nation was going to be killed by, or murdered by Haman. And, uh, and she, she talked to Mordecai, her uncle, and he said, I want you, she said, I'm going to fast for three days, and I want everybody else to fast. And what happened? It changed the whole course. Uh, it was not the nation of Israel that was destroyed, but the Amalekites were destroyed instead. Haman's group, okay? Amen. Glory to God, hallelujah. Fasting and prayer moves the hand of God that changes the course of history. You can change the course of history in people's lives and in your life. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Fasting and prayer proceed, proceed great missions in individuals' lives. You think of Moses, how he, he, he fasted. You think of Daniel, how he fasted. And even Elijah, how they fasted. And great things took place. And then we could look at, uh, let's, uh, since we're pretty close to it, let's go to Psalms 109. It's Psalms 109. David fasted quite often, and we're going to see it right now. Psalms 109. Beginning verse 22, Psalms 109, 22. This is David fasting. In verse 22, For I am poor and needy, and my heart is wounded within me. I am gone like a shadow. When it declineth, I am tossed up and down as a locust. My knees were weak through fasting, and my flesh faileth of fatness. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I became as a reproach unto them. When they looked upon me, they shook their heads. Help me, O Lord my God, and save me according to thy mercy. In other words, he was fasting for something that was taking place in his life. No, so what, what, that means you can fast for something that's taking place in your life. Some of us might have a physical uh, uh, situation that we need to fast for. Some of us may want to fast for, you know, uh, other areas in our lives, maybe finances or whatever it is. You can fast for it. And it's going to come to pass. Glory to God. Because the year is going to be 2020. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Israel, uh, Israel uh, fasted during uh, their times of battle. Let's look at a couple of those. Let's go to the book of Judges. Judges chapter 20. You need to read the whole thing on 20, but let's look at uh, verse 26. Judges 20, 26. Then all the children of Israel and all the people went up and came to the house of the Lord and wept and sat there before the Lord and fasted that day until evening and offered burden offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. They fasted. Wow, glory to God, hallelujah. Uh, let's go to 2 Chronicles. Let's go to another one. 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Verse 3, remember this is Israel and their 
battled with other nations. Second uh, Chronicles chapter 20, verse 3. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed the fast throughout all Judea. He had everybody fasting. Wow. Well, is it, that's during fasting during that time. Let's go to the Z, Z book, one of the Z books that you, towards the end of your Bible there, or New Old Testament. Zechariah chapter 8. That's Zechariah chapter 8. What else? When did they fast? We know they fasted during, you know, they had troubles. If you have a trouble, sometimes we just think, we'll just pray. I think sometimes we would get a better results if we were in trouble or something that we would pray and fast. Take care of it in a different way. Attack some of these things in a way that needs to be done that you could take care of it right away. Okay, Zechariah chapter 8, looking at verse 19. Thus says the Lord, that's verse 19. Thus says the Lord, the fast of the, the, fast of the fourth month. Wow. The fast of the fifth month. Uh-oh. There's more than one fast. Oh, my. The fast of the seventh month? What? The fast of the tenth month? I think the Lord is telling us something. We need to do some fasting. How many times did you fast last year? I'm not going to tell you how many times. I hate to, hate to say I didn't fast at all. I mean, maybe I fasted one meal, but, you know, that's because I couldn't get the food. <laughs> but it says... They were fasting. Look at the number of times the Lord asked them to fast. Shall be the house of Judah. Joy and gladness and cheerfulness. Feast thereof, love, uh, truth, and peace. I'm going to read that from the Amplified. That's uh, Zechariah chapter 8, verse 19 from the Amplified. Thus says the Lord of hosts. The fast of the fourth month, the fast of the fifth, the fast of the seventh, the fast of the tenth, shall be the ho- to the house of uh, Judah times of joy and gladness and cheerfulness. Cheerful, appointed, appointed seasons, therefore, in order that they may happen to you as a condition of fulfilling the promise, love, truth, and peace. Wow. If we fast, there's going to be joy and peace. Amen. Some of us need to fast for joy and peace because we don't have it. We don't take care of it that well. Oh, me. Oh, mine. Uh-oh. Okay. You remember the book Jonah? You remember who, what did Jonah do? Anybody remember? I gotta find him. He's such a small book. Okay, come on out there. Joe. All right, he's right after Obadiah. I knew you found him someplace. Jonah, Jonah chapter 2, in Jonah chapter 2. Now, I want you to realize this, something. Fasting is for, mainly for the Christian and the believer. But look what happened here. In Jonah chapter 2, glory to God. And Jonah was sent to Nineveh. Tell them, Lord is going to wipe you out. Jonah chapter 2, verse, verse 5. The waters come 
compass about me, even to the soul and the depth closed me, uh, closed me round about the weeds that were wrapped around my head. But he's in a sad shape. I mean, getting out of that fish. I went down to the bottoms of the mountains and uh, the earth with the bars and was, was about me forever. Yet thou hast brought me my life from corruption, O Lord my God. When my soul, my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord, and I prayer came unto me, and, and I... Wait, did I get the wrong one? Did I type it wrong again? Well, that's not where I wanted. It's number... Maybe it's three. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's chapter three. Wrong, wrong, wrong uh, marking there. That's Jonah 3. 3.5. So the people never, never believed God and proclaimed the fast and put sackcloth from their greatest, from the greatest of them to the least of them. For the, Lord came, for the word of the Lord came to Nineveh, and he arose from his throne, the king of Nineveh, and he laid his robe from him and covered him with sackcloth and satin ashes. And he caused it to be proclaimed and published throughout Nineveh, by the decree of the king and his nobles, saying, Let neither man nor beast, herd or flock, taste anything. Let them not feed nor drink water. Well, that is a fast. They, they, they eliminated everything. But let the man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily unto God. Yea, let them turn every one of them from his evil way and from the violence that is in their hands. Who can tell if God will turn and repent and turn away from his fierce anger that we perish not? And God saw their works. These are heathen people. That they turned from their evil ways and God repented of the evil that he had said that he would uh, do unto them and he did not. So in other words, he didn't destroy the people. Wow. If, if an unbeliever can fast and ask God for something... And happen, what about you as a child of God? Fasting, what greater uh, leverage you have? Glory to God. Going back to Isaiah chapter 58. In Isaiah chapter 58, glory to God. Verse 5 again, Isaiah 58, 5. Is such a fast as I have chosen today for a man to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head as a bulrush and spread sackcloth and ashes? In? Wilt thou call this a fast and acceptable day of the Lord? Well, saying that uh, we need to do a fast properly. You just can't do it half-hearted. Okay. Um, when Israel fasted and prayed... God always heard it. When you fast and pray, God's going to hear it. Glory to God. The Jews not only practiced this approach to God, they, sought, they taught this precious truth to, the, to their generation. So the Jews still, still fast on, on Yom Kippur and, and what, what months? Five, seven, four, whatever. They, they fast. It's still, it's still for them to do. It's for us to do, too. Now, we need to fast. Get ourselves uh, spiritually inept to do the things of God. Amen. Glory to God. 
Let's now turn to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Look at verse 6. Uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse, looking at verse 16. Moreover, when you fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou fastest, anoint thy head and wash thy face, that thou may appear not to men to fast, but unto thy Father, which is in secret. And thy Father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. We need to, you know, not boast that we're fasting. You know, everybody here will know that we're fasting because it's part of the church. But, uh, you know, the outside people shouldn't know that you're fasting. Amen. Glory to God. We should fast sincerely to develop our faith also. It develops our faith. Now, the importance of uh, uh, fasting. Let's go to Matthew chapter 17. The importance of fasting. The importance of fasting. Matthew chapter 17. We will begin with verse 19. Then the disciples came to Jesus apart and said, Why could we not have cast him out? Speaking of a devil that, that was in, in a, uh, a child. And Jesus said, Because of your unbelief, for verily I said to you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, Remove thee from henceforth, yonder place, and it shall be, uh, shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Howbeit, this kind goeth not out by prayer and fasting. Glory to God. It wasn't the person, it was you, it was the individual knowing that they get the extra power through fasting. Fasting and prayer. So you're going to have extra power when you, you pray and fast. So some of us need to take up that uh, challenge. If you want the extra power in your life, what do you got to do? Pray and fast. Correctly, though. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's go to, since we're in the New Testament, let's go to 2 Corinthians at this point. 2 Corinthians. In 2 Corinthians... We'll see what Paul says about fasting. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Paul is talking about his um, things that took place in his life and how he overcame them. So that's 2 Corinthians. Corinthians chapter 11, looking at verse 27. In weariness and, pain, and painfulness, in watching often, in hunger and thirst. Well, hunger and thirst is one thing, you know, he had to deal with that. But then he, he did something else. In fasting often, hungering and thirst. He didn't call that uh, fasting unless he did it purposely. In cold and in nakedness. So he did, he fasted purposely for certain things. We need to fast and pray purposely for certain things. That's what we, we are going to be doing this coming year. Okay, uh, back up to the book of Acts, chapter 1. 
Acts chapter 1. Uh, verse 14, Acts 1, 14. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication. Supplication is fasting. With the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with the brethren. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now that you know what, what fasting uh, can accomplish, what must we do to prepare for a fast? What are you going to do to prepare for a fast? Well, first, we need to know that we're going to, when you fast, you're going to have a spiritual battle. The enemy will try to derail you from your goals and prevent your journey into spiritual growth and maturity. Try to stop you from fasting. But through fasting and prayer, the Holy Spirit is able to work through us in a more powerful degree. Um, in Jeremiah chapter 33, it says, Call upon me. Jeremiah chapter 33 and verse 3. Call upon me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest, knowest not. So we need to be ready and prepared in 2020. Um, we just sang a few songs. Um, And the fast will bring this forth. Let us become more present. More, uh, uh, more, let us, pardon me. Let us experience the glory of your presence. Glory to God. Let us become more attuned to your presence. Now that's what we need to do. All right. Now we're going to look at the preparations for fasting. You're not going to find this in the Bible, so we're going to have to. You're hoping you're taking good notes. Preparations. One, if you're under a doctor's care, please check before, with him before you start fasting. I don't want somebody, well, I fasted and the doctor didn't want me to, and here I'm in the hospital. I don't want that kind of stuff, okay? So check with your doctor. Two, do not begin your fast suddenly, but reduce your food intake for two or three days prior to fasting. So maybe three days before fasting, you may want to cut down one meal, and the second day you'd want to cut down two meals, you know, whatever it may be. Number three, abstain from all sugars and caffeine drinks. Drink plenty of water instead. Okay. Maybe you'll get a taste for water again. Number four, you can do some exercising. That means mainly walking, you know, not, not stressful exercise. Uh, number five, five, read, worship, and meditate at mealtimes to overcome the eating instinct. Uh, number six, if you're married, refrain from marital relationships during your fast. Number seven, have a clear objective or aim for the fast. Number eight, Know that fasting, when done right, will bring about changes in yourself. Number nine, very important, very important. Have breath mints handy. You're purging your body of toxins and your breath. 
your best way show may show it. So, uh, how many know what cloves are? For, so that's the best breath mint you could have during fasting because it's not it doesn't have sugar or anything. So you know, get some cloves. Okay. Now the types of fast fasting that you can uh, participate in. The number of days is entirely up to you. You can fast for one, three, five, seven days, or go even beyond that, okay? Uh, we're calling a church fast for three to five days. You can extend it if you want, okay? Uh, we're, we're going to be praying for President Trump, our nation, church growth, and any personal thing that you may, that you may be dealing with or others are dealing with, okay? Okay, then, we'll look at the fast now. A full fast is abstaining from all foods. That means water intake only. The Daniel fast, a lot of us, we did that last year, or the year before, I should say. The Daniel fast, eating is permitted, but only vegetables. Uh, emphasizing consumption of foods in their least uh, processed form. Vegetables, fresh, frozen, or canned vegetables are allowed. Drinking of plenty of water is still necessary. No meats or sugars or dairy products are permitted. And I have a question about salt. Some people say you can't use salt, but uh, some people say you can, others not. But that's it could be your, your uh, thoughts on that. Let's now turn to the book of Daniel. Daniel chapter 1. This is where we first find about fasting. Uh, and Daniel chapter 1, the, the Daniel fast that is. Daniel chapter 1, looking at verse 8. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Okay, so we're looking at that. He wants to still eat and drink, but he doesn't want to do the same. He doesn't want to defile himself. So this is Daniel chapter 1, verse 8. Look at that, verse 12. Prove thyself, I beseech thee, ten days, and let him give us pulse to eat, that's vegetables, and water to drink. Okay, then we want to go to chapter 10 of Daniel. Oops. Chapter 10 of Daniel. Glory to God. Chapter 10 of Daniel. We want to look at verse 12. Then he said unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thy heart to understand and chasten thyself before God, chasten, that's that fasting, thy words were heard. And I am come for thy words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me twenty days. But lo, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, and I remained there with the king of Persia. So uh, we see his answer was delayed uh, some ten days there or so. so. So when you're fasting, hang on. Believe what you're uh, fasting for. It may not, your answer may not come immediately, but it's heard. And God is working on it. All right, glory to God. Now, if you're going on the Daniel fast, 
Be sure you purchase your items before you, uh, before the fast. Okay. Uh, you can, uh, if you want to do this, you can start off with the Daniel fast. And then after the third day, second, third, fourth, fifth day, uh, you can switch over to the uh, normal fast, which is just plain water. That's up to, that's up to you. Uh, now, you can go on the internet for those that are internet savvy. A wealth of inf information can be sought on the internet. Look up Ultimate Daniel Fast. It's a good read. It gives a list of foods that can be eaten on the Daniel Fast. Uh, a woman wrote this, uh, wrote her book, uh, Christine Paola. Her book is called The Ultimate Guide to the Daniel Fast. Now, I haven't purchased it, but it sounds like a pretty good, and she has recipes in there. Um, now, now that we have fasted, what do you do? Uh, you know, when I came off a fast, uh, a seven-day fast, I went up to Prayer Mountain in Santa Cruz, and I got home, and my wife made a huge, huge dinner. I mean, I mean, there she had uh, tri-tip roast, uh, potatoes and gravy, um, yams. I mean, rice. I mean, everything. Uh, that's not way to come off a fast. Okay. Uh, so coming off a fast is very important. This is the most difficult time immediately after the fast. This requires more discipline and self-determination than any other time of the fast. You can do harm to your body if you're not extremely careful during post-fasting. The most important thing to remember is not to eat solid foods right away and don't overeat. Okay, Your food intake should be increased gradually. Okay. There is no definite rule or guidelines regarding how to return from a fast to eating. But I'll give you a few. Day one, should start off with drinking some vegetable juice. Oh, I know some of you got, wow, after a fast. Later on, later that day, you can add a cup of watery soup. Okay. Day two, thicken the soup. But continue with the vegetable juice, okay. Day three, glory to God, hallelujah. A thick soup. Gradually, gradually light, uh, add some light food. It's important to remember that when beginning to eat solid foods, chew your food longer than you usually do because it's going to help your digestive system because your digestive system has been shut down and putting a large amount of heavy foods down there, it's going to Oh, oh, you know, you're going to get cramps and all that, so don't do it, okay? Okay. We'll go to the quiz now. Glory to God. Numbers chapter 22 through 25. The question was, who was Balaam? Anybody? Okay, Balaam was a prophet. He was a wicked prophet, though. Uh, uh, whose heart was not with God. Balaam's name is made up of two words. Baal, B-E-A-L-A, -A, and Am. 
Now, we, we already know what am. Am means, we'll go to Abraham, A-M. And what is Abraham, a father of what? A little louder, father of nations. So am means nations. But what, what is Balaam's first name, or first part of his name? B-E-L-A means cursing. So Balaam's name was cursing nations. Wow, isn't that interesting? Okay, what was the king, what king was Balaam's, what king was Balaam working for? Who did he work for? Who was telling him to do things to the Israelis? I see your, your, your thinking caps are not there on this morning. Or you didn't read. I see some of those sheepish looks. Man, <laughs> Okay. King Balak, B-A-L-A-K. He was a Moabite. Okay. Moabites, the Moabite origin. Anybody know what the Moabite origin came from? It was one of the questions we had a long time ago. Not quite. Lot and his daughter had two daughters. First daughter had incest with her, or, and they brought about the uh, uh, Moabites. You'll find that in Genesis chapter 19, verses 37. Now, what did the donkey do? I mean, everybody knows what he did, or she did. What did the donkey do? The donkey talked to Balaam. All right, glory to God. And what was the trap set for Israel to fall from the grace of God? This is in chapters 22 through 25. Okay. Okay, Balaam figured out a way, this is a, to get his reward, because Balak was always saying, I'll give you a reward, I'll pay you richly. I, he kept on increasing, increasing, and Balaam says, man, that's a lot of money, you know, I, I can fill my pocket, I can, I can retire. But he couldn't curse Israel. He would go to God, God, how can I curse Israel? God says, you can't. Whom I bless will be blessed. Balaam said, oh man, I can't do that. So he went to the Moabites and said, uh, have your women go entice the guys, uh, the Israelis, and uh, have sexual encounters and let them get into idolatry. So since he could not curse Israel, but he could bring a curse, but Israel could bring a curse upon themselves by cohabiting with, with the Moabites. Okay, that was in Numbers uh, 
chapter 25, verses 1 through 3. The way of Balaam is to promote falsehood for financial gain. The way of Balaam, you'll find that in 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 15. That's the way of Balaam, promoting falsehood for financial gain. Balaam's error is his willingness to accommodate pagans' belief. You'll find that in Jude chapter 1, verse 11. The source of wickedness came from sabotaging the Israelis as they entered the promised land, as they perverted the grace of God into a license for immorality. That's what happened. So, okay. Next quiz will not be until after the fast, so I'm not going to give it to you right now. So you get to relax. Okay, remember you are, if you're under a doctor's care, speak to him before fasting. So, and I say now, Happy New Year. Enjoy the festivities of the New Year. Glory to God. And be ready to fast starting on Monday, the 6th of January, 2020. Glory to God. And before you go... Hand these out to individuals, please. That, that's a little bit, uh, if, you, if I went too fast, you'll have some information. So are you ready for 2020? I did not put, I forgot to put down the, uh, the theme for your year of 2020, the uh, three Scriptures, so you may want to put those three scriptures on, on your, in your Bible, on your mirror, uh, on your refrigerator, especially on your refrigerator so you don't go past what you're supposed to do on the fast. Do you have any more? Was, did I, did, did we have everyone? Oh, I'll get you one. Don't worry about it. I, I get it. All right. Well, let's all stand. I'll see you next year. Glory to God. 2019 has been a good year, but 2020 is going to be an extraordinary year for each and every one of us as, as we apply the principles that God has given us for 2020. So, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks. We thank you, Lord, that uh, as we go into this year, new year, Father God, that each and every one of us, Father God, is blessed, Father God, beyond our thoughts and desires. And Father God, I thank you, Lord, for those that are traveling, will be traveling, Father God. We thank you, Lord, for traveling mercies upon them, Father God. Ministering angels be around about them, Father God. May they come home safely, Father God. And Father God, uh, during this, uh, the first, Father God, as people are celebrating, I thank you, Lord, that uh, we have special protection around about each and every one of our families and friends, Father God. That nothing harmful will come to them or our nation at that time. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, for 2019 as we enter into 2020. Amen.